Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Magical Realness, a Blythe Mitrals podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Marie, a multi-hyphenate visionary and the founder of Blythe Mitrals. What you need to know about me is that I'm a little quirky, V-spiritual, crazy chatty, and uber passionate about living in true alignment and the art of simpatico. I believe deeply that magic is real, potent, and rooted in choice. Magic is all around us. All you have to do is choose to see it. Dive in with me as we look at actionable steps, breakdowns, and conversations that help you live a magical lifestyle in which serves you. We're currently in the season, Reinventing Yourself, a 25-episode spread anchored on guiding creatives, dreamers, and multifaceted entrepreneurs to ground themselves in their own truth while they go through their beautiful transformation of personal expansion, business alignment, and all that wonder in between. These explorations, how-tos, and conversations will help you stand tall, stand proud, and stand as the authentic version of you. Let's do this, my friend. Let's dive in with today's episode and reinvent the magical you. Wow. Welcome, 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 my friend. Um... We are really diving into a hot and juicy episode today. Let me tell you, um, we're going to be diving into some serious hot takes. Basically, this whole episode is my hot take and a reformat (laughs) on how to approach this subject. Obviously, you've seen the title, which is the four S's of manifesting. So, you know, spoiler. Um, But Honestly, before we dive into all of that, I just want to say this is the quintessential episode of the whole entire season. Not because you have to manifest to get what you want, but manifestation is a wonderful, wonderful tool to do that. And it's really all just based on belief. This whole episode really is rooted in belief and making it actionable, making it a a real thing within your life. So, you know, if you listen to this episode and nothing else, you've done a stellar job. You've done a top-notch job, A+. plus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on on listening to this episode um because this this is how you reinvent yourself this right here is the ticket this is the this is the precipice that we are walking uh to and we've been slowly building up to this moment we've been emphasizing that it's reinventing the space around you not you right and so when we look at what i'm going to talk about in this form of manifestation that is inherent. That is true. That is one with this process. So really think about it in the form of manifesting. What we manifest are things in our lives and change circumstances. When we look to manifest, we are we are usually asking for new forms of abundance, right? So we're not manifesting a new ego, a new essence, a new purpose. We might want clarity on what that purpose is, but not a new purpose. That's not what we're looking for. We're, we're We're not trying to put in a refund for our life's destiny, right? Like if you believe that sort of thing, you know, the the whole thing itself, like we're not looking for a refund. We're just looking for clarity. We're looking for action. Again, abundance. So why is this the episode that you want to plant your ears on? Weird way to say that, but let's continue forward. (laughs) Because what we've covered before was, was more centered on our beliefs of self than anything else. And now we're entering the specific how-to on making the action of a reinvented magical you happen. And that's through manifestation and co-creation with source. But it's not it's not manifestation like you've been told before. So so stay with me, okay? Because if that gives you super cringe, we're going to address that cringe. Um, I'm going to share manifestation with you in a, a new light that makes it easier more approachable, uber inspiring, and and the best of all, my keyword, sustainable, okay? I know for me, the biggest problem I had in manifesting is it was truly unsustainable, 
right? And and unbeknownst to myself, I made it so. I made it unsustainable. When we're told about manifestation or look at the secret or really just anything outside of Abraham Hicks, although even that can be tricky sometimes, right? Because it's just really intense. Um, we're told to set our sights high and to go after it. When we want to manifest, go high, go big, or go home. That's what we're told. And then we're told that if we're not able to reach that highness that we went out for, we're not doing enough. And we need to realign or we need to raise our vibration. We need to do more work. Again, super cringe, okay? Now, before I continue, I just want to point out that in some ways, that is true, right? Like you do need to raise your vibration or you need to make your vibration match, you know, you need to realign sometimes. Totally, totally true, right? Like definitely a thing. But when you hear that without enough details or insight on what that means on a personal level or with the application of shame for not being able to bring forward a desire, well, that's just setting someone up for failure. And that's exactly what happened to me. I put on too many conditions and requirements on what I wanted. I also set my sights too high, too high in that I didn't believe it was actually possible. So I was running around doing all this work in gratitude, practice, showing up, etc., etc., whatever work I could do. And it was never enough. I ran myself beyond ragged and it never came through. Not because I didn't take the action to co-create, but because I didn't believe it would actually happen. I doubted myself, my truth, and I asked for the things I wasn't in alignment with. I had to uncover more of my shadow, more of my sense of I, before I could really step forward into the person that I so desperately wanted to become. And friend, I don't want that happening to you. If it already has and I'm too late, then I would love to show you how to reset and make it actually happen. Hint, hint. <laughs> the previous six episodes all lay the groundwork in helping you achieve your new baseline for belief. So if belief is a hot problem for you, like it used to be for me, and honestly, sometimes still is, um, then those six episodes are there to support you in phoenixing, you know, rising from the ashes, that approach. Now, I know the title says it all, and I know that I'm going to share with you the four S's of manifesting, and I, I am practically bursting to share them with you because it makes it makes it so much simpler than the three-step process of ask, believe, receive. But before I dive into that, how, right, how you do that, I would be remiss, absolutely, if I didn't go over the current complications that we cover in manifestation today, uh, yeah hot, hot stuff. That's a hot take I was telling you about. Um, <laughs> so now, of course, manifestation itself, it's not problematic. Manifestation is simply the transference of energy. Oh, wait a second. Um, excuse me. A little bit of simpatico there. Yes, absolutely. Um, right. <laughs> but what causes those complications? Uh-oh, are the individuals talking about manifestation, specifically yeah, those who are involved with and perpetuate the approach of the hashtag manifestation babe culture. Yeah, you heard it right. Those who perpetuate the approach of the hashtag manifestation babe culture. And unfortunately, they are everywhere. <laughs> At least it seems like they are. When we want to look into manifestation and get those reminders, manifestation babe seem seem to be the first thing we find and the first thing we allow to flow through our current thought process. We don't all get the impulse to go to Abraham Hicks because, again, let's be real, as I said before, as great as AH is, AH is really pretty intense. Like, you got to be ready for that. Am I right? Um, and manifestation babes are a little bit more casual. It, it feels more accessible to hear about how, quote unquote, an average person um, is able to manifest rather than big league individuals, right? I mean, maybe this isn't your particular story, but the story in general, right? You can see how it's alive and how it's present, I'm sure. 
So I'm going to challenge you to try and spot those manifestation babes within your spaces and find ways to build distance or boundaries from them because there are three major issues with manifestation babe culture. For starters, the first one, it's racist. (laughs) What? Yes, 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 yes. Manifestation babe is racist. The culture. Um, I want to also be very clear before I dive even further into this. There is actually a brand, like a woman who goes by Manifestation Babe. I have listened to her podcast, like, you know, skipped around a few episodes to try to, like, get at it. I don't know. I, I can't tell if she's cool or not cool. From what I have listened to, I think I think she's cool. Like, I think she's good. I think it's maybe just those who take on the culture um, have maybe made it this way. I don't know. If you have information on this, you want to send me a DM, um, I would be oh so grateful. Um, But I, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm not necessarily talking about the hashtag manifestation babe herself. Um, again, I'm talking about the culture. And yes, again, the culture is uber racist. Um, the reason why is because, for starters, um, I, I don't, obviously, I don't know all the manifestation babes out there. I can't even tell you their names, right? I see them. I recognize them. I'm like, bye-bye. Um, but every single manifestation babe that I have come across is white. And I think one of the big reasons for that is because a lot of what they talk about as far as hashtag manifesting is actually they're just talking about white privilege. (laughs) So there is a difference between source coming through and yes, bringing on forward those desires and so on and so forth. Um, But there's a difference between manifesting and there's a difference between white privilege. Um, So something comes through to you because white privilege, um, that's not necessarily a manifestation. That's simply, or though maybe you could call it a manifestation, but it would be a manifestation of the patriarchy. (laughs) The patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Source didn't have anything to do with that. The patriarchy brought that forward to you. So we really need to sit down and consider if you are white, obviously, I'm t- this is this is this is for someone who is white, obviously. Um, but you know, you need to sit down and really look at: was this a manifestation, or did this come to me because I'm a white person and I am prioritized and I am upheld and I'm cared for far more than any other race um, within this country, within this white privileged based space. I don't think I need to say much more on that. Um, you know, do your own checks. There are plenty of resources out there to let you know white privilege, not white privilege. But basically, just sit with yourself and look at, did I get this because of white privilege or did I get this because I manifested it? And I want to say 90% of the time, that's probably just my feeling. It's not maybe accurate. But a lot of the time, what I see for manifestation babes and what they say that they manifested and help other people manifest is white women getting things that they are able to get because they are white. Um, So there's that. (laughs) The second major issue within manifestation babe culture is that it's based in financial abundance, which perpetuates capitalism. Um, You know, it's a lot of, you know, corporate woman becoming spiritual, realizing that she could have the life that she wanted. Um, So she manifested it, quote unquote. um, And then now she wants to teach it to everybody else. And the way that you have success, the way that you have um, abundance, the way that you have everything that you want in your life is by getting money. Okay. um, Sure. Yes, definitely. Money definitely helps. Money is great. Money is a resource. (laughs) Money is fabulous. Let's not lie, right? If we had a lot of money, it would definitely change the situation. It would either change the situation on how we could live intentionally or live within our days, but also be able to care and nurture those around us. Um, So, you know, definitely you know, money itself is not bad. The way that we hoard money, it sucks. Um, And so when we're looking at a financial based abundance where we, you know, only prioritize finances in that abundance, we're missing out on how we can experience 
the full scope of intentional living, right? I said before that money could certainly help you live intentionally, but it's not a key to intentional living, right? I have abundance with my partner, Brian, right? An abundance of love, an abundance of support, an abundance of real connection, right? Abundance in relationships, not just, you know, your partner, um, but also your gal pals or just your pals, you know, um, you know, your community, um, having abundance and having good, clean drinking water and food, food in your belly and, you know, any supplements that you may be taking, abundance in health, you know, an abundance. And if you have a Netflix subscription, oh my gosh, that is abundance and entertainment and inspiration and just like decompressing and diving into someone's art, you know, um, you know, you could call Instagram an abundance because you have an abundance of resources. You have an abundance of people, you know, coming forward and sharing their their insights. Pinterest, like, I don't know if I'm doing a great job of describing all the other ways that you can be abundant, um, you know, but definitely for sure, um, there are so much more abundance than finances. Finances help you have those things, but abundance itself is not just your finances, right? And so, if someone else wants to take care of that for you, maybe someone else pays for a Netflix subscription and they let you be on that, right? So like that in itself is a form of abundance. Um, you know, if you're a part of a membership community and they're always giving you free stuff that's worth way more than what you pay to be a part of the membership, that's a form of abundance, right? Like there are so many different ways that we can look at abundance. And if we look at abundance only through finances, again, we are perpetuating capitalism and we are saying that we can only be abundant through finances. So we really need to sit down and look at what does abundance mean to us? Do we have to have 10K months to be abundant? Like, do we need to be making 100 plus, you know, $1,000 a year to be abundant? What actually is financially sustainable for me? Like, what do I need to live a sustainable, intentional life? Like, what are the experiences that I have? What am I trying to set up? What am I trying to build? Full transparency, definitely manifesting and working towards lots of fucking money. But it's only because, like, I want to set up new businesses, new opportunities, new jobs. Like I only want that so that way I can build life mitrals to be what it is. But me myself, like I'm not really envisioning a huge income, right? I'm just envisioning lots of money where revenue streams coming through so that way I can create these opportunities, give people positions, create a sustainable work environment, like all these things, right? So like you know, so for me, yeah, I, I, I would like the money. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, even if I didn't want it for like, you know, quote unquote, a good purpose, like it's cool. But just really look at what is necessary. And can you be abundant with like, can you be abundant with just a couple thousand dollars a month? Can you be abundant with a 50k, you know, um, with $50,000 a year? Like, what is abundance to you? What do you need to live a beautiful, worthwhile life, like a simpatico filled life? And just really think about it that way and look at how all the other areas of abundance can come through and that you can have gifts and more than just money, right? Like think of it this way. Um, my dad, um, when you know we had a relationship, he would always give presents to me in the form of a check or a $100 bill. It was always usually like around $100. So he never really thought about who I was as a person. He never really thought about the experiences that I want or what I was looking forward to or anything. He just gave me money. He just, it was a really cheap thing for uh, thought wise, right? So like that, that was not abundant to me. I'm literally being given money and I would have loved if at one point he actually tried to give me something that I would have enjoyed. But he did not. He didn't give it a thought. He didn't give it a glance. At some point, he even went to just Starbucks because I used to work for Starbucks. So then he just gave me Starbucks cards, you know? So like you're giving me money to spend while I'm at work, you know? So, so I don't know how valuable that is. Like, you know, that's not really on the nose, is it? Um, or maybe too on the nose if you want to go that way. But that was not abundant to me. That was not connected to me. That was not fulfilling to me. So it would have meant so much more if he just gave a thought. Like I would have much rather he gave me like just a nice card, like a card that he actually filled out with something other than just whatever the card said, then love dad. Like if he filled it out with a message, that would have meant miles more to me than the $100 that he would send me for every birthday or Christmas. Like 
just not interested. And I always try to be grateful as much as I could because like, hey, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. But also like, where, where is that relationship? So definitely not a form of abundance. And he, he set the relationship up to where it was only money. Like our relationship was him sending me money. That was our relationship. And one of the reasons why we no longer have a relationship, um, we don't need to get into that. But, you know, again, just looking at there are so many other forms of abundance. There are so many other forms of connection. There are so many other forms of intention. So really, really consider what is abundance to you? What do you need to live? What do you need to have an intentional lifestyle and lead with that? And also just like it sucks that they are perpetuating financial abundance because that perpetuates capitalism. Boo. <laughs> I mean, do we need to get into why that's a boo? Um, let's just go into the third one because I went into that for a really long time. The third thing is, I think this is a big issue. Gender, it's gender biased. Manifestation babe is gender biased. Um, it's incredibly accessible for the mass public, um, yet it is for women. Um, it is for women who like the color pink. <laughs> Um, it is for women who like certain types of spirituality. Um, it is for what the patriarchy considers to be a woman. Um, now, before I go any further into this, I just want to say that I am still absolutely still learning what it means to be, mm, I don't want to say gender neutral. Like, I don't even know like what to call it, right? Like, I think like gender diverse, right? I'm still learning that culture. It's why I don't talk about it, right? Because I'm 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 a cis white woman. Like there is a lot that I need to learn. There are a lot of ignorant things that I'm sure that I say that I just don't know that I say. And the only way that I can learn that that's ignorant and that sucks that I'm saying it is by doing the research and diving in, which I just do when I have the opportunities to do. And that's where I'm at right now. So obviously take a lot of what I'm saying with a grain of salt um, because I can only say so much, but it's obviously gender biased. It is only for what feels like a very specific type of woman. Um, and you need to have those very specific goals, like the like the 10K months, you know, um, you know, Gucci, you know, high heels, all these like really stylish things. Oh my gosh, so much Chanel I see with manifestation babes, which is just such like a vomit moment because I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, um, but Chanel was a Nazi. Yeah, I think I have. So again, if you didn't know, um, Chanel was a Nazi. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so, you know, it's it's for a very specific individual and it doesn't really leave a lot of open doors for those who happen to have certain genitalia, but don't necessarily align with being called a woman or being called a man. Um, it's not fluid. It's not open. It's not diverse. Um, and the all the extra work that anyone who is gender diverse has to do in order to engage with that content, it sucks. It really sucks. There is, there is you know, of course, an element of, you know, anchor your your content for the people that you want within your spaces. But Manifestation Babe is, again, such a big, big part of manifestation or manifestation culture in general. Then it makes it really hard to tune out. And um, it just, it stinks. So the three issues are it's racist, um, it perpetuates capitalism, and it's gender biased. So yeah, not great. So those are some three reasons why you should ditch manifestation, babe, create distance. Um, so here we are, spiritual individuals looking to step away from the patriarchy, capital, capitalism, and bigotry, yet we're walking straight into it when we source any of our desires through the structure of manifestation, babe, culture. Yeah, just it really sucks. And they love, love that three-step process of ask believe, receive, which can make it even trickier to separate who is pursuing authentic manifestation and who is preaching the lifestyle of manifestation babes. So unless you're going to dive straight into AH slash Abraham Hicks all the time, I think my four S's of, of manifesting are going to be loving, compassionate, accessible, and help you hold the ethos that are dear to you. So 
now that I've gone into why manifestation babe sucks, <laughs> um, why don't we get into what my four S's of manifesting are and how you can utilize them. Fabulous. The first S of manifesting is seeing the vision of your reality. Mm-mm-mm. Um, the first thing we got to do is we really got to hold on to, well, frankly, the vibration. What is it that you are bringing forward? Um, what is it that you are working towards? Um, getting really clear on that vision. Now, when I say clear, I don't mean that you have to have like a portrait or like a landscape or like some sort of like a painting, a painting worthy image within your brain of how exactly it's going to work, or you don't have to have the exact map of what it's going to look like, but just to know the feeling, to know the essence, to know what's really important to you, right? And and what you're building, that's important. So that's the kind of vision that you want to be seeing. You need to be able to see that vision. So a really great way to, you know, practice your vision. I know this is going to be cliche, um, but honestly, vision boarding is great. Vision boarding is amazing. There are tons of really great ways that you can vision board. I love to do a collage. Um, You know, so collages are wonderful, but you can create a vision board on Pinterest. You can create a vision board actually even on your Instagram because Instagram has those saved profiles or those saved spots. So you can even like create different folders within that saved folder to read articles um, or to save things in your Notion account. You know, that can be a vision board. You can create a vision board in Notion. There are so many different ways that you can apply a vision board. Um, You can apply a different collage. But I think the best way, at least for me as an intuitive individual, as a spiritual individual, the best way is to sit down, um, go through some magazines, tear out anything that's visual that I really respond to, and then create create a vision board out of it, create a collage out of it. Because what that does for me is it helps, brings out space for my subconscious, right? Because our ego can get a little too mm, specific, literal sometimes, um, you know, when it comes to creating a vision board. So instead looking, you know, letting your subconscious come through, letting source come through, letting the vision board itself be a co-creation, that'd be pretty cool, you know, and that's something that's able to come through for me when I go through a magazine, tear out images. And then what I do is I actually, before I set anything down, is I'll, I'll go through every single image. It does take some time. You don't have to do this. Um, but I go through and I cut out in a very specific style. So everyone has their own style of collaging, but I'll cut out in a very specific style what I'm seeing and what's being spoken to me and what I really like. And then I get all those pieces out and I will... I'll, I'll make an image out of it. I'll make a collage out of it. And then I look at it and I see the vision that's coming to me. And I'm like, this, I always go, this speaks louder to me than I could have ever <laughs> tried to do without co-creation, without my subconscious. Like if I tried to control, if I tried to look for very specific images of what I wanted, instead of just like surrendering to whatever was available to me, um, it's just, it's so much more gorgeous. And it really helps me look past, again, the literal um, application of what I'm manifesting and look at more of the vibration, more of the essence, more of the abundance, like those other areas of abundance that I'm really looking for. So I, I highly, highly recommend doing a vision board to help you see the, the vision of your reality. Um, but but whatever vision you're holding in, right, whatever that is, like if you want to write that down every day, you know, in your journal, if you want to, you know, do an affirmation for it, um, if you want to meditate on it. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can go about seeing the vision of your reality. Um, but just make sure that it's something that you can believe, right? We talked about this before in this episode, like not being able to believe it, it's an issue, right? <laughs> so if you have an issue with belief, Go back to those six episodes that we just released. It'll help you um, help you bring out that sense of I. That's what this whole whole thing is about. Um, you know, but but belief is just it's it's incredibly important, right? Belief isn't everything, but if you don't believe it, like it's it's just not gonna come through. So have a vision that you can believe that is accessible to you and that is actionable to you. Because if you can't co-create it, like if you can't show up to a version of it, then like it's how was how a source supposed to vibrationally match that? So keep the vision of your reality. Keep it close. You don't have to necessarily touch on it every single day, but just touch on it as much as you can. And that is stellar. The second S to manifesting is stepping into the person that you are becoming. 
<laughs> we talk about that so much on the show. We talk about that so much in Blythe Mitrals in general. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, also, just want to give some cred. Um, that was actually discovered on the show. That, that phrase, stepping into the person that you are becoming, came from Summer Monet in our episode on manifestation itself, the law of attraction and spirituality 101. Um, so she was talking about how you can step into the person you are becoming, um, you know, and she didn't, I don't think that she used the affirmation quite like that, but I took it from an affirmation that she created and it has become the central part to Blythe Mitrals. So Summer, if you're listening to this, I totally appreciate you. I adore you. Um, and you deserve all that cred, but anywho, right. So like stepping into the person you are becoming, we've talked about this a lot. So I don't know if we need to like super, super get into it, but looking at to seeing the vision of your reality, right. You have the vision that you hold, right. And you hold that essence, and then stepping into the person that you are becoming, like if you are, for instance, manifesting through your wardrobe, something that we love at Blythe My Trolls, then you would literally be picking out an outfit for the vision that you're seeing. And then you would wear that throughout your day and you would hold that vibration. Um, you know, so what can you do to step into that person, to step into that vision? That's the idea. Um, you know, what can you do to bring that in today? Because a lot of the time when we're looking at what we're manifesting, it looks so far away from us. Right. And so here's the thing. If we have if for the Blythe Mitral Center, obviously, we're not going to call it that when we open that. But I had said earlier that I want to, you know, I want Blythe Mitrals to be an architectural business and that I would like to have all these different like sub brands and kind of mini businesses and, you know, smaller entities and with, you know, employees and all the bag. And there's lots of other things that I have not mentioned on the show that we don't need to get into. But there is a big, big vision that I have for Blythe Mitrals. And if I were to keep holding the vision that all of that were to come together at the same time, well, that's inaccessible. <laughs> that's not achievable. <laughs> that's not going to happen. It has to slowly progress over time. So when I look at how can I make that happen, I look at what is one what is one part of that that vision that I have, the culture that I'm trying to create, the opportunities that I'm looking to have, and the relationships and the communities that I'm trying to build, right? If I'm looking at all of that, how can I find a way, a small way, even if it's super tiny, what is a way that I can step into that vision that I hold for myself today? How can I emit that today? right? That's co-creation, right? And that's abundance, right? You're not saying that it all has to be delivered at the same time. You're acknowledging that life happens. We cycle through, we move through things. There is a balance, there is surrender, you know, there is time, there is patience, there is compassion that's needed. And you're slowly bringing that into your life because that's how it's going to work. That's how it's going to occur. If you are, you know, manifesting a entire garden, right? You want to have a garden within your backyard, or maybe you just even want a house, like you you rent a house and so you want to buy a house so you can build a garden and you can, you know, harvest your own food, that kind of thing. Um, well, you know, first you need to start, you know, accumulating enough money to be able to purchase the house or enough support within your family to help you purchase this, you know, the house, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, start maybe doing a smaller garden on the roof. That actually would probably be a really great way to do it. Instead of just waiting for like money necessarily, how can you have smaller gardens or maybe even just like have herbs um, in your kitchen by the window seal, something along those lines. Like where can you have a smaller version of the garden that you're looking for? How can you make that actionable? Because it's going to take time, right? Like, I know I've already said that, but it's going to take time. So how can you step into the person that you are becoming today? What is an action that you can do today to help make that occur? And that is showing up to your co-creation. So again, seeing the vision of your reality, stepping into the person you are becoming. The third S is strategizing your ambitions and desires. <laughs> Let me tell you, a lot of people would be like, er, no, they'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> So it says strategizing, um, but strategizing is super, super, super useful when it comes to manifesting and like why it's such a big part of the Align Strategy template that I have. Uh, you know, you guys know this. It's a Align Strategy template. You can get it on my website. It's free. It's great. But a part of what's in that is called, you know, life gardening. 
And so what you do is you make a list of all the things that you want in your life. So basically like the vision of your reality. You're basically just like making that in a list form, which also could be the way that you just do that in general. Um, But you're making a list form of that. You're just dumping it and then you're setting it into different what I call garden beds. Um, and so, you know, if it's, if you want to practice something spiritually about yourself, if you want to start a new business, um, if you want to revamp your wardrobe, kind of things like that, right? Like you would set, you would call them different flower beds or gardening beds. And then you would, it's so much easier to see if you have the template. So if you have the template, great. You know what I'm talking about. But basically you just, you take that list, that dump list that you have, and then you put you put them in the appropriate bed, right? You put them in the bigger bed to really store and hold for you. So it's kind of like dream storing, okay? And then once you put it in that gardening bed, what you do is you reorganize the priority, like the hierarchy. So it's listed one, two, three, four. And what's great about Notion is you can easily like move things around. So you would just switch around the hierarchy of that of that flower or garden bed And it would tell you what is the thing that you want to work on first or what is feasible first or what is like step one to this other thing that you want to do, you know, and so it makes it more accessible. And just doing something like that, there are lots of different ways that you can do a strategy, like you can actually implement a game plan for what you're wanting to manifest and what you're wanting to bring forward into your life. Totally. That is a form of co-creation, right? Absolutely. You're you're setting out a game plan for how you intend to co-create. It's not always needed to be in flow. It's not always necessarily needed to be in everything and surrender. And in fact, I think that's that's makes it unactionable. If you're constantly looking at what you need to do to surrender, well, where's the action that needs to be taken, right? You're just kind of blindly going. And then like maybe you get your manifestation, but it's a hot mess of a manifestation. Um, so, you know, that's not always useful. So something that you can do instead again is strategizing your ambitions and your desires. And so just saying how you're going to co-create, like that may not be what occurs. Like that may, that intention that you have, it could be more just like setting the intention, right? The action that you've planned may not come to be because maybe source comes through and is like, we see your plan. We see your intention. That's amazing. But actually, instead of going with path A, we're going to send you off on path B and you can adjust accordingly thank you for setting such a strong intention, right? Like that's basically kind of what happened. So it's probably won't occur exactly how you're doing it, especially because co-creation is 50-50 and you can't control everything that source is going to do to come through. Like it's going to come through how it's going to come through. But having some sort of game plan and how you're going to go after it and how you're going to step into that person that you are becoming, it's it's super, super helpful. Um, so yes, that would be the third uh, the third S of manifesting. The fourth is simply sustaining resilient action. That's it. Um, you know, so just continuing forward, continuing forward and stepping into the person that you are becoming, keeping the vision in mind or at hand or, you know, at the tip of your fingers, whatever that is, following the game plan that you have implemented um, you know, in whatever way that source is responding to that and whatever works for you with the, with the game plan, don't, don't hold. The point was, is don't hold so firmly to it, right? You know, just, it's kind of like a loose, a loose frame, right? It's a loose frame. It's a loose door. It works. Um, but we're going to find a different way to implement it. Mm, bad example. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> You know what I'm saying, though. And so with that sustaining resilient action, you know, you've got to really look at what is actionable, like what allows you to show up? Is it the intention? Is it the inspiration? Um, Is it the commitment to self? Is it the exploration of self? Is it the vision itself? Is it how you feel when you raise your vibrations by stepping into the person you are becoming? Um, You know, don't necessarily go big on everything. Um, Don't work extra hours that you don't have within you to make this co-creation come through. It's 50-50. And it's not 50-50 on someone else's standard of what 50-50 is. It's 50-50 on your own personal capacity, on what you are able to do, right? So, So what is sustaining resilient action in your eyes? And you've got to really do some some deep diving into this, right? Like if you're not able to get it done, if you're not able to move forward, if you're not able to follow that action, follow that trajectory, 
That's not sustainable, resilient action. Being resilient is continuing forward. And you can only continue forward if it's sustainable. And if it's not sustainable, then you're just going to crash and burn, right? Which is, it, this, then your manifestation just isn't going to happen. Um, so, you know, you really got to look at if something really is making you happy, for instance. If there's a form of action that's fulfilling you. If it's not fulfilling you and if it's making you feel miserable, that is not what source wants for you. Source is not asking you to make yourself absolutely awful or feel absolutely awful. They they want you to be happy. <laughs> they want you to be fulfilled. And you that's why gratitude is so important because gratitude amplifies your vibration and it speaks volumes to source. So they want you to be happy. If you're making yourself miserable in hopes that your manifestation will come through in the end. You got to stop what you're doing because it's not. <laughs> they're they're not going to respond to that or not going to be able to respond to that in the way that you are so hoping for. Um, so really sit down and say no more to what makes you miserable. Um, you know, if you keep wanting to do something and it's just not coming through, like you're not finding the time for it, like no matter what you're prioritizing, it's just not happen happening then let that go. In a way, purge it. For instance, me with reading. I love the idea of being a bookworm. I love the idea of consuming books just all day long, doing nothing but reading. And I have had those occurrences. I've had those experiences of like just literally doing nothing but reading all day or all weekend or whatever it is, just being so obsessed, so keyed in with a book. And I love it. And it's great. And I'm sure you've had that experience too. It's amazing. And so I'm just constantly always wanting to read these books and always have these activities, um, all these experiences. And I'm just never, I'm never in the mood. <laughs> I'm never in the mood for reading. I just, you know, and it's, I, I, I keep trying to like make time for it and make it happen and kind of force myself. And at some point, I just realized that like, I just need to let it go. Maybe I'll be a big reader when I'm later in life, like, you know, after I have kids, and I'm like, you know, quote, unquote, retired, or whatever that is, you know, maybe then I'll become a big reader, like, just because it's a part of me and something I'm really interested in doesn't need to be need to be something I pursue right now. Because if I keep saying to myself that I want to read, and then I don't read, all that does is lower my vibration, and it makes the action unsustainable. So me being a big reader, even though I want to read is unsustainable. Okay, and that is not my form of resilient action. So I need to find a different way of having resilient action. So there's something that you keep trying to show up to and it's just not it's not within your reach or it's just not happening. Just let it go. If it's meant to come back, it'll come back. If it's not, just like it's cool. Like it's fine. Something else will come to it. Stop punishing yourself for not being able to take action in certain ways that people have told you to take action or the ways that you have so designed or maybe perhaps strategized um, in order to, to make your co-creations come through. If you're not able to follow through on something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not able to follow through on action. You just may not be able to follow through on that type of action. You need to find a different form of action that is, again, sustainable and resilient for you. So don't punish yourself. Just look at it as an opportunity to flow in into to another space. You know, when looking at what is sustaining resilient action, it's it's important to just simply readjust, play, and be patient, right? Like you've got to figure out what that is for you. It is self-defined, right? There is not a specific if gratitude journaling is not your bag, you don't have to fucking do a gratitude journal if you don't want to in order to manifest. It helps, it's great. It's not the only form of, of first, firstly, practicing gratitude, but of also having sustainable, resilient action. You don't have to have a gratitude journal. So you can just knock that out of the park. It helps. But if it's not, if it's not happening for you, don't punish yourself and just be patient. Try something different, right? It's all good. Co-creation isn't about having things perfect from the get-go. And it's not about showing up in a certain way that someone else described you to show up, right? It's about showing up even when you don't have all the answers. It's about showing up just because you want to show up. That's <laughs> all it is. It's about stepping into the person that you are becoming. So again, the four S's of manifesting are seeing the vision of your reality, stepping into the person you are becoming, strategizing your ambitions and desires, and having sustaining, resilient action. Those are the four S's of manifesting. And let me tell you, 
it for me at least it takes such a breath of fresh air it gives me such a rejuvenating thought process as far as looking at the process of manifesting right because you know it's ask believe receive it's so simple yeah it's not totally like specific enough right it's just it's it's hard and then there's all these like again manifestation babe culture and all these elements that come in and kind of just dump on it and make their own applications to it um you know it's it can be a lot but when you look at just these four s's right seeing stepping strategizing sustaining man it is just it's it's so easy it's just it's fun like it's cool like that's how you do it. That's just simply what it does is it just makes it a flow of life than just necessarily like surrendering so fully to spirit. I, For me personally, I feel like there are just so many other great ways that we can surrender to spirit um, in the capacity of ask, believe, receive, or just like being in that flow or being in that essence or being in that like woo-ness. I think there are so many other better opportunities for us to surrender in that spirit. But manifesting is the, again, transference of energy. So if we want to engage in that transference of energy, let's have some intention. Let's have some fun. Let's stop punishing ourselves. And let's just get really clear on what we're going after. You can have what, you, what you're manifesting today. You just may not have all of it, right? It could be like you're, you're baking a pie, right? And so you've got to, you know, get the fruit ready. Um, you know, you have to get the the pastry ready, all the different things, you know, there's sugar, there's all these different ingredients. You know, maybe your form of having your manifestation today is by, you know, getting a little bit of sugar, like taking a spoon, <laughs> a spoonful of sugar or some of the fruit or like, you know, maybe, um, you know, having a small bit of the pastry and putting some butter on it. I don't know, like whatever, like obviously I'm just kind of going on and on and on, but like you don't have to have all of the manifestation, right? To be able to manifest or to be abundant, you can just have a piece of it, right? So that's like, you know, again, stepping into the person you are becoming. But that is, that's the way that we can really take it on and really look at it. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that was like a really great takeaway. It just again makes manifesting more actionable. I will have this outlined in the site show notes. So that way you can have it as your little cheat sheet. I highly recommend looking at it because unless you want to listen to this episode over and over again. <laughs> I mean, if you do, great. Thank you. I will take it um, because a great way to support the show is simply listening, you know? Um, but yeah, I hope that was helpful for you and that helped like bring out some some clarity and how you can really continue to take action and how you can reinvent the way that you interact with your environment, not necessarily the way that you reinvent yourself, right? Because manifesting, we're, we're looking at how we're in interacting with our environment not with who we authentically are so that is the that is the sweet treat and again if you listen to this episode and nothing else you did a great job a plus i'm really proud of you so i just want to set the stage for the next four months ahead because we're definitely like i said on this precipice and we're definitely shifting gears so you know what we've been covering in this first chapter Yep, that's how we're looking at it in chapters. What we've been covering in The Sense of I, that's the title of the chapter. What we've been covering in The Sense of I is the mindset and the approach for going after that reinvention of self. Because here's the thing, if you don't alter your beliefs and your version of the truth or even, well, just simply tune into them, right? Then whatever actual quote unquote things you place in your life with the goal of changing it, well, that, that reinvention of self is, is going to fall short. It's not going to last. And you'll be back here again, waiting for something new to change in your life yet again. It's just like this endless cycle. Trust me, my friend, I, I don't want that for you. And I want you to step into your own alignment, your own reinvention. I want to see you be proud of the, the ashes that you've risen from. So if you need to, go back and listen to this first chapter. It'll be here whenever you need the reminder of how to connect to your authentic sense of I, okay? As far as the next four chapters, we're moving in what may feel like a completely different direction. Uh, again, the precipice. Um, we're heading into how to make those reinventions of self as a business owner. So we'll be walking through chapters on business, branding, content, and launching. 
It's going to be super good. These are the same conversations I have with my strategy clients, and I am thrilled to be having them with you. If your business is not heading in the trajectory you want it to, or you need a little bit of a jolt of inspiration, or you need a know-how on making your intuitive biz just better, we're going to be going over all of that in the next four months. They're also going to feel different (laughs) in general. Um, Now that we've gone over our sense of eye, we're going to implement a new system of segments specifically for this season. It's honestly basically like the same as it was before, just a bit more stylized. And it comes with um, some really fun sound sequences. I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) Now, a little sneak peek on some upcoming episodes Um, we're going to be going over prospecting 101. This is the secret to my success in in 2021, even with a depression breakdown. Another episode is going to be creating a stellar brand experience. We're going to be going over my insights from a degree in theatrical design and performative analysis, because let's be real, a brand experience is really just a show. Another episode is how to transform one idea into several pieces of content. Um, Lots of people talk about this and I think they make it too complicated or they make it under, they make it too simplified. So we're going to get into the actionables of what that means without losing your brain or getting stretched too thin. And one more episode that I'll share with you that we're going to go over in this next season or in, in these next four months how to launch in your business as a spiritual bitch. Yes, please. Because again, realness, broski and corporate lady launching needs a serious update. Like it's, it's, it's too much. We're over it. So those are just some of the episodes that we're going to go over into these next four months. I am really excited about this. It's going to be jam-packed. Really, really great things. Um, We're going to get into some stellar intuitive business stuff. Again, these are the same conversations I have with my clients, and I'm putting them on the podcast to help you step forward into the person you are becoming. So if you've got any questions on building an intuitive business, working as a multi-hyphenate, or anything on business, branding, content, or launching, feel free to send them my way. You can DM me on the Instas at Blythe Mitrals or email me at brittanymarie at blythemitrals.com. Links are, of course, in the show notes. Next week coming up, we've got an episode on the business essentials for any entrepreneur. Yep, we're going to take it from the top and make sure you've got your bases covered because trust me, you'll want to look at this list and check it twice, my friend. (laughs) Because having a sweet foundation that serves you and your community will truly make all the difference in your operations and that ideal goal of life balance. But that's enough teasing for now. I have talked a lot. This episode is basically an hour long. So my friends, it's time to bid you adieu and give you a break. Until next time, my friends, Ooh, it's going to be juicy. I'll talk to you then. 